Welcome to the ONS Energy Talks, a podcast where you meet experts on energy, technology and sustainability. Hello and welcome to the ONS 2020 podcast series on the theme of Together. And in these interviews, we'll be focused on what that means for driving collaboration and togetherness in the energy industry at a time of radical transition. My name is Nashita Dow-Sulheim. I'm the author of The Leadership Pin Code, CEO of Progressing Minds and an Executive Leadership Coach. I'm going to be your host today in this podcast, where I'm joined by Kristin Fierescu-Kragseth, who is one of the most influential leaders in the Norwegian oil industry. As CEO of Vore Energy, she is responsible for the second largest operator on the Norwegian continental shelf and around a thousand employees. She has over 27 years of experience in the oil and gas industry for ExxonMobil, Point Resources, Vore Energy, and she currently serves on the board of directors of Norwegian Oil and Gas, also known as NOROG. Since taking over the new company in December of 2018, she has led the organisation through two merger processes with everything that encompasses in terms of the monumentous task of integrating several organisations into one company. And that's exactly why we've asked her to sit down with us today to share from her experience and thoughts about leadership, culture and building successful teams. Welcome, Kristin, and thank you so much for taking time in your busy schedule to be with us today. Thank you, and thanks for having me here. You're so welcome. Let me begin by asking you, just simply, how are you, and how are things at Vore right now? You've had a really busy time with the acquisition of ExxonMobil's upstream assets recently. So tell me a little bit about how things are going. Yes, where to start? Uh, Things are going very well. It's such an exciting journey that we are on, and uh, I'm in the middle of it. So uh, we have uh, been a company for just more than a year now, uh, with with all that takes, and it's been a busy year. Uh, We have been uh, taking projects to decision gates. We have uh, merged the ExxonMobil non-operated portfolio into our company, and we've been building a company all at the same time. So it's extremely exciting, but it's also extremely busy. But uh, it's fun. And uh, yeah, we are enjoying it. Well, I love to hear that it's also fun because it sounds incredibly (laughs) hard work and a lot of uh, demands on you as as a leader and a leader of this huge merging organisation. And on that point, how important really is your leadership and the leadership team around you in making a merger successful? I think it's uh, it's crucial. Uh, you can't get through a, a merger without leadership. And it's leadership at my level, but also my leadership team and all the way down into the organization. And it's also the leadership by the individual who doesn't formally have a leadership role. It's everybody, everybody having to take on their responsibilities. And sometimes the responsibility isn't even clear. So they have to make it up and figure out what is my role? What is, uh, how do I define my, my, my day-to-day work? But I think uh, having a clear voice at the top is my responsibility, and I'm trying to have that. Sometimes yeah. I'm, I'm not quite sure what the direction should be, so I have a very good leadership team around me. I have uh, strong supportive, supportive owners uh, that leads me away as well. But leadership is crucial because merger, it's, uh, there is a lot of traps that you can go into, and there is a lot of things that uh, you don't want happening. 
Oh, I'm looking forward to exploring some of those. I think our audience will be very interested in avoiding the traps and hearing more about those. I'm curious about what you mentioned there um, regarding the expectations to your leadership team. And I know that I've heard you talk about integration leadership readiness and investing in that. So could you tell me a little bit more about what that means? What are your expectations to your leaders in terms of readiness for integration? Uh, yes, uh, we have a strategic plan, but how do you operation, operationalize that? Uh, what is it that your leadership team uh, or your function is to be performing? And one thing is to say it in words that these are the things that we're going to do, but how are you going to get your people to do it? Right. So a lot of leadership in a merger has to do with people, um, building the behaviors, behaviors, building the 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 the, the purpose of why am I in this? What is my role? Why is I important for the success of this company? So leadership is taking that strategic plan, operationalize it, and making your people want to deliver on it. And so important when you talk about the why and making sure that people really understand it right down to grassroots. And I know that's something that you've really had a strong focus on. How have you approached the culture integration? When we talk about people, we're really then talking about the culture of the company, right? Mm, mm. So you mentioned a little while ago some avoiding some of the traps mm. and also thinking about what makes mergers successful. What would you say have been some of the traps you've tried to avoid or some of the success factors you've really had focus on in the merger? Uh, I think maybe the most important is not to take easy on culture. Uh, and that has been a uh, learning journey for myself because I come from a company from Exxon which sought with uh, such a strong culture. Right. So we have not had a lot of cultural team building, so defining what our culture is, what our values are, because it's been embedded in us. It's always been there for years and years and years. So actually taking the time to invest in culture, what is the culture for a new company? We are a merger of many different companies, from uh, Erni Norge to ExxonMobil uh, to Point Resources with all its predecessors, uh, new people, new hires, and what is our culture? So we have had, uh, we have spent a lot of time uh, defining what the culture is, and not at least defining what our values should be. What are the values, what are the norms, the behaviours that we will have in our, in our company to succeed? Uh, and this has been something we have engaged the leadership team and all the way throughout the organisation with uh, cultural workshop, value workshops, defining, personalising what is the culture, what is the value that I'm, I'm signing up for here? What does it mean for me? So important. And you mentioned the behavioural norms, um, the capabilities and how the company works, the operating model, if you like. Could you say a little bit about what is the culture that you are trying to build, if you were to put words to the <laughs> culture of VOR as it's going forward now? Because it is a blend of different company cultures. You mentioned Point and ExxonMobil, but it's also a blend of national cultures. It is. Uh, and then you also, as we know from our experience of working in these large corporations, a blend of different disciplines, and they mm. have their own cultures too. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about what this culture is going to be that VOR is pinning its values on. Uh, maybe a step back. So so I think important for the culture is, is maybe three things. It's the it's the behavioural norms, the way we are, the, our values. 
uh, and then it's um, the governance structure that we have. Right. How, how do we? What is our operating model? How do we conduct our work? And uh, then uh, at last, it's we have a strategic plan. We are in a business. We have something to deliver. Right. So what is that plan? Uh, plan? Where is it that we are going to compete? Where is that we're going to be best? And where is it that we will win? Mm. Uh, so these are the three elements that goes into to, to the importance of the integration and the culture. Uh, and the culture we try to build is a culture of a, uh, a company that wants to improve all the time, uh, a company that wants to create a better future uh, for the people that it is in it, for the environment that we operate in, for our shareholders, for our social um, partners, for our, yeah, for all our mm. stakeholders. And uh, we have defined uh, five values, okay. uh, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, uh, in Norwegian it would be vexed or growth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is I for integrity in everything we do. It's the safety offshore, and it's also in the integrity of how I behave versus you, and uh, how we behave versus right. our um, suppliers, etc. It's vinna uh, vilja or winter will. Uh, we want to be the best in safety. We want to be the best in everything we want to, that we do. It's uh, I for inspiration, inspiring each other, but also inspiring the society around us to understand that oil and gas is part of the challenge. Yes, but also part of the solution. And the last one is uh, logs bill our team player. Uh, we don't think anybody can achieve anything on their own. We need to work as a team. And if you put those words together or letters together, uh, by pure luck, it becomes we will or we will. That's interesting. That was pure luck. Pure luck. How wonderful. <laughs> and I hear at the end there, you're talking really about one team or building a, uh, a team that wants to work together and, and team players, if you like. And yes. that's really the theme of ONS this year is this it idea is. of togetherness. So what does togetherness really mean in terms of achieving some of those very ambitious goals that you have for VOR? What what do you expect of people when it comes to togetherness? Uh, one thing I used to say to my people is that uh, we have a box on the organisation chart that shows your name, but nobody works within the box. Right. Uh, so you can't achieve anything within a box. You need to reach out to the people around you. If it's in your own organisation, if it's with... Uh, uh, the supplier you work with, if it's uh, the the partners you work with on a license, uh, if it's your owners, if it's the specialist in Milan and any, you need to work outside your box. That's when you can achieve the most. Uh, so I think that kind of <laughs> uh, says what, what what I think about it. Nobody can achieve something purely on their own. And uh, so many times one plus one is much more than two. So is there an expectation that being outside of the box demands something of your the way you approach your stakeholders, partners, customers, for example, in attitude or Absolutely. cooperation? Absolutely. Or tell me a little bit more about, about what that would look like. Uh, I think one of the things that has made me proud through the year is when I go offshore to one of our assets and I meet with the contractors and they say that they feel so at home at our assets that they feel like they're one of the big team. Right. So that demonstrates that we have achieved what we are looking for. Uh, it doesn't matter if you have uh, Apply or Arca or VOR on your hard hat when you go offshore, nor does it matter in the office. Uh, 
it uh, we are here for one single purpose and that's to make uh, war energy the best uh, company that there is and, and make the best results so wherever you come from it doesn't really make a difference because you have this common goal that you're all working towards so yes. that's really what you yeah. have in focus yes. if i can ask you a little bit christian to reflect on your personal leadership you've talked to um, quite a bit already about the challenges and opportunities of leading VOR and mm. through these recent mergers and acquisitions. What has it perhaps demanded of you in terms of your own reflections on what it takes to lead people through this all, through these changes, through these transitions? How has your leadership perhaps evolved through that process? Oh, <laughs> difficult question. I mean, maybe I'm not the right to answer because I, <laughs> I can only see me from the inside. But I think uh, I've grown, grown tremendously. Mm. Uh, when I moved into this, uh, I started as a technical manager for a few years ago, then the production uh, manager in point, and then suddenly the CEO of OR. So it's been a tremendous journey. Right. Um, how has it developed? I think... I think I'm basically as I, I've always been. Mm-hmm. Uh, my leadership principles are the same. Uh, I probably uh, have grown into being more of a, a politician sometime. I have to, 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 to handle so many stakeholders. So that's definitely an area that I've, I've grown into. Mm-hmm. But I think in principle, I've, I've, I'm, I'm like I've always have been. I don't think you can change your personality. You are who you are. Uh, but you... you you, you strengthen some of the things that you need in, in, in such a role as a CEO, which is very different than a, than a technical manager. One thing I'm still working on is I'm, I'm very fond of details. <laughs> so I, I need to, to be able to elevate myself above it. Uh, and uh, and uh, my, my people keep reminding me or asking right. me, Kristen, do you really need to know this? <laughs> so, uh, and, and I think as a leader, one of the most important things you do is to empower your people. Uh, and and uh, I don't empower them if I second-guess them. So I need to trust them. I need to build that trust uh, between ourselves. Uh, a lot of the people I had never met a year ago. So we need to build that trust, and uh, I need to empower them because they are great people. They know their stuff much better than I, so who am I to second-guess them? Trust is something that comes up a lot when we talk about leadership in general and leading through change particularly large-scale change, Mm. as we're talking about today, is something that is, it's a necessary uh, competence, really, of leadership that you can't do everything, you can't be into all the details. Uh, And so we need to be able to trust as leaders Mm. our organisation to deliver what needs to be delivered. How do you create that feeling of trust in others? Is it as simple as just giving them trust, or what does that actually involve for you? I think you have to earn your trust. Right. Uh, so you have to, you have that period where you get to know each other and where you, yeah, you, you, you really need to understand that they, uh, who they are, uh, what their capabilities and competency are. Uh, you need to build that relationship. You need to really invest in that upfront. Um, I think uh, trust you build by working hard and doing your job uh, that's the basic uh, but also to be open uh, to be a bit flexi- flexible flexible uh, uh, if you trust me i will probably trust you uh, so we need to, it needs to go both ways 
So my style is to be very open, very honest. I don't keep many secrets. Uh, I tell things like they are, uh, in good and in bad ways. Uh, and uh, I, I hope I'm a, I'm a good listener and uh, I hope I respond to the feedback that I get from others as well. What you described there is something I think we recognise in very effective leaders who are able to take their employees with them through mm. a process of change mm. because they do, as you use the word, empowered. They feel listened to, they feel valued, they feel empowered to, to work on your behalf with the direction you set. How has it been to take over from a previous leadership to being the leader now of All Energy? What has that really demanded of you? Uh, well, I didn't really take over because it's a con- it's it's a mix of different companies. So there was a leader in uh, in Norge, there was a leader in Point Resources, and then I became the new leader. So it's uh, it's uh, it's taking the best from the previous parts, but building something new. Uh, and uh, it's uh, not allowed in our company to say that oh what we had before was much better right uh, or we used to do it this way uh, this is a new company this is a new journey we're on so take the best from the previous uh, parts and, and build something new it goes for me it goes for everybody else in the organization and that for me also links to something you said earlier about you know we need to help employees find empower them to find their own way Mm. and give them the positive trust so it speaks very much to what I understand in effective leadership is about we need to take the lessons from the past but also look for new opportunities and new ways of doing things that might help for to reach its goals. There's so much good competency Mm. uh, in the people in our organisation and also within our owners in high tech and in any So we need to take what we have, but then we need to make it into our new journey. Mm. Uh, But but uh, saying that what we had is of no use, we'll start from scratch. That's that's stupid. Mm. (laughs) So Mm. take take what we have and fine tune it, make it something that uh, that uh, we can use going forward. And in some instances, we don't make anything new. We just select and say, okay, we used to do it two different ways before. This is clearly the better than the other, or not even the better. We just have to pick one. We'll do this, do it this way from now on. And uh, maybe there's a bit of argument and uh, people disagreeing, but then we decide and then we should go. So don't, uh, I hate when people go, uh, when you have to have uh, new battles and new battles and, and you go out of a room and people is still arguing when we've decided we've decided for the better or the worse so important Mm. to get loyal to the decision once it's made and make it happen and you touched on a point there that i've i recognize myself in leading changes where when you start to approach the new phase of change it can be easy to problemize if that's the right word the past as though everything was wrong and now we're in a transition to make things better but there's an important part of what you describe in respecting the successes of the past and bringing those with you what works what have we been good at that has brought us to this point and not to just start looking at problems now and and yeah and there is there is so many good things the the companies were 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 good companies before we merged and so so that's what we need to build on and then 
try to be even better than uh, the two were before. So definitely, uh, you need to bring with them with you uh, all the good things. As you move forward now with the leadership of all and trying to create one team across all these individual moving parts and the different subcultures we've talked about. Could you reflect and share a little bit with the listeners what some of the most important success factors are going to be for you? What you would be looking for to have happen that leads to this one team across the company? Uh, I think if we deliver on our plans, (laughs) that would clearly be... uh, Uh, one success factor Um, and also that uh, that uh, we build a culture uh, where our values stand strong that people work with integrity and uh, a will to win that they see a purpose in everything they do to to try to do the the most of it Uh, we are running a cultural survey or pulse survey as we call it just to see how people are um, the the temperature of the organization so that to see that we have a positive trend in the things we're doing that we're de- delivering on the results and uh, most of all uh, that we can do it in a, in a safe manner uh, i think that would be uh, that would be how success would look uh, like to me and what might be some of the risks you see that you need to navigate you and your team will need to navigate Mm. going forward and make sure that you are prepared for and the organization is prepared for i think the whole uh, world around us right now is is very um, unclear Uh, the the um, the discussion around uh, sustainability uh, where will that lead and uh, we clearly are taking a role as an oil and gas industry, saying that, yes, we are part of the challenge, but we need to be part of the solution. We need to be together on this. It doesn't help that we are standing on two different poles, arguing uh, at each other. Uh, we can only solve the uh, environmental challenges we have ahead of us if we do it together. Uh, so that's uh, from a big picture. Internally, I think... Um, uh, making sure that we have people with us uh, on what we are trying to achieve. Uh, there will always be the cynics that thought that things were much better before or that think that we are not doing the right things. So we need to get people with us. Uh, we are very much focused on involvement and communication. We can never be good enough. It's I sometimes I feel like I'm repeating and repeating and repeating mm-hmm. myself and thinking, well, no, I have communicated this. Right. But still, there's always somebody that needed one more time or in a different manner. So involvement and communication, making sure that you have as many with you as possible. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think those would be a few comments. So as we reflect on leadership, Kristen, and you've, very openly there shared some of your reflections about your own journey as a leader. I'm curious as to whether you have reflected on other leaders that you were inspired by or lessons from leadership that you're inspired by that you could share with me, perhaps have influenced what you do as a leader today. Uh, it's, uh, it's easy to point at big leaders uh, of big uh, 
uh, initiatives or corporations uh, like Steve Jobs. Uh, what they do is clearly create a vision of or purpose of, of why. Why should I be working on this? Yeah, w w yeah, create a vision. But but I think uh, to, to maybe to, to many of us we find the leadership examples very close to us with the people we work in work with. Um, for myself, I think my first uh, leadership role model was actually my father. Uh, and uh, and why is that? Uh, one leadership principle is he's working very very hard and I think all leaders just need to recognize that, that that's what it takes uh, and he was also uh, partly a politician and one of the things he did was to find solutions and maybe not only always the solution that he was striving for uh, sometimes he had had to give and sometimes a, uh, it was a negotiation so finding pragmatic solutions I think is uh, important leadership principle and then I've also met uh, other leaders through my career um, working uh, in Exxon and uh, one of them was uh, Jim Massey who was uh, leading up the West Africa operations and I was uh, working for him in, in, in London and uh, what he really underlined was the empowerment of people and uh, sometimes I was preparing very detailed assessment for him and he said, Christian, why do I need this? I'm not the one that takes decisions here, it's the people in the country. So racing above the details, empowering the people and setting expectations for them. Uh, and uh, I've also had a good leader in Katy Pepper, who was here in Norway, uh, who was a leader, uh, was a role model for how to bring up women. Uh, and uh, I remember that uh, I told her that uh, I can't uh, work late in the afternoons, but I'll work in the evenings and in, in, in weekends if, if I have to. And she, she said, uh, Christian, I don't really care where or when you work as long as you do your job. And all the things I see now afterwards was she was sharing for me, she was driving me forward knowing what my limitations were and what I could and could not do. So I think many of us see the leaders uh, in the people that are just close by us, the people we, we meet with uh, uh, in our day-to-day -day work. Uh, you have one person here at ONS, uh, uh, Leif Johan. Right. He's a leadership example. Mm. The way he networks with people, uh, not because he, he knows networks is important, but, but because he likes people. And uh, I remember one of my first events uh, with ONS. Uh, he just introduced me to so many people I had never met before and I would never have met if it wasn't for him. And I've met them again year after year after year. But it was because he saw me, he took the initiative to introduce me to others, to help me build my, my network of people. So I think most of the leaders you find as examples are just next to you. You've talked a lot about togetherness, both inside the company. You also mentioned there the importance of working together for a sustainable hmm. energy future um, as a as a company. Before we close the podcast and interview, is there anything you'd like to share with the listeners around some of the dilemmas that you think ONS 
can help to either put on the table or help to put a spotlight on or resolve in that challenge of togetherness towards that transition? Uh, I'm a big fan of ONS and I've always been it. And one of the main reasons is that uh, ONS brings people together. It's uh, it's the theme of this year, but it's really the theme of ONS through history, uh, bringing people together. Uh, and uh, we need to uh, recognize that that we have different views on things in society and in the world and in politics and and in industry, uh, but they can always only be resolved when you bring people together. And uh, we need to put behind us the luggage and, and the predefined thinking that we might have and, and have an open mind and discuss the dilemmas that we have. And uh, the dilemma around the climate is the biggest of our time. And uh, it needs every effort to solve. So it, it does not help, repeat, I'm repeating myself here, but it does not help if we argue on... Mm. Uh, on opposite sides of the field, uh, because then we won't find a solution. A solution is not to stop Norwegian oil and gas or stop oil and gas. The world needs energy. So how can we achieve it in the most responsible and best manner? And uh, these are things that needs to be discussed. So leave our preoccupied minds or predefined minds behind and come to ONS and, and talk about solutions uh, and uh, I think the theme together, I don't, this is really fitting the time that we are in right now. What a wonderful way to close the podcast. Thank you so much, Kristin. Uh, I could have spent much longer talking to you and digging into some of these issues. Really appreciate your time today and your very busy schedule and look forward to seeing you at ONS. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>